Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 2 of Konosuba. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So it seems to me that, uh... This stable seems a bit nicer than the previous one. Maybe I hadn't been paying sufficient attention, but I was given to understand the stable they were living in was sort of, uh... ...in the heart of the city. But that said, you know, Kazuma is right. Uh, this is, uh... ...decidedly less than ideal, you know. When you think you're going to a fantasy world to be its savior and all that, one would think that, uh... You know, you wouldn't have to worry about the little things like this. But, uh, I guess this is kind of... What Cosma deserves for, uh, being so vindictive, you know. But, you know, really, I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. I like the idea that all these characters are essentially the architect of their own misery. Yeah, so now Cosmo's learning a bit of a hard lesson here. Aqua isn't exactly reliable. And you know, the idea was they were going to start adventuring in earnest. But seeing as how they don't have to get up and do construction work, Aqua decided, you know, hey, we're not doing anything too important. That means I can sleep in. And, you know, that's precisely the attitude that's going to ensure that life stays crappy. Unfortunately, Kazuma hasn't quite caught on yet, you know, he's still listening to the words Aqua's saying. So they've taken up a quest in earnest, and this one involves killing giant toads. And frankly, I can't think of a, a more fitting monster that deserves to die. Like, toads 
Toads can be menaces. I mean, there's this species of toad that's invasive in Australia called the cane toad. And those critters, they are an utter menace to the point where, you know, you can just go and, uh... You can just go and kill them with no repercussion, and it's sort of, uh... Tacitly encouraged. So naturally, I'd imagine a giant toad with the attitude of a cane toad is, uh... Tantamount to a real problem. And therefore, it'd be kind of encouraged to just sort of kill him. I mean, if, uh, if this little narration is to be believed, the toad is, uh... Liable to, uh, steal livestock and eat it. You know, that's, uh... It's not good. Livestock is important in what is, uh... Essentially a medieval agrarian society. So on the one hand, it seems like this quest is probably not that difficult. Or at least intended not to be that difficult. But on the other hand, Cosma is poorly equipped and Aqua is totally useless. I mean, I guess, good on Cosma, you know, he managed to save her, although, uh... Upon reflection, this might have been as good an opportunity as any to get rid of her. You know, she did, uh, talk all this big game about being an Archpriest. You know, in theory, she should be able to do... something, you know. Maybe, uh... You know, I guess a priest is sort of like defensive magic, but, you know... Surely she's capable of something that could scare off a frog. Also, uh... She seems to be under the impression that people will actually believe she's a goddess. You know, I, uh... I don't think that's going to be the case ever, really. You know, it might be one thing if she's sitting on a throne as she was when Cosma first met her, but uh, seeing as how things stand right now, where she is uh, bullied by frogs and generally just sort of dim-witted, you know, I don't think anybody would really treat her as an object of worship. So she talks a big game about striking it with this divine magic, but, uh... You know, whether it's because she doesn't really have access to the magic anymore, or because the frog's in some way immune, you know, it's not really clear. And having read this part of the novel, I don't think it was uh, really expounded upon either. I think it was more just, uh... Just played for laughs, like, hey, look what Aqua did. But, you know, two giant toads in one day, that's, uh, that's not that bad, all things considered. You know, I guess Cosmic raises a good point in that this quest is uh, no more lucrative than construction work. But at the same time, I feel like they're sort of building a foundation of skills here. Especially if Cosmic's so, uh dead set on making adventuring an actual profession. Now this is something that I think is expanded a bit more in the book. Basically, Aqua's hoping that 
her status as an archpriest will be attractive to uh, other competent adventurers looking for a party. And, you know, on the one hand, that does kind of make sense. Like, you know, you're a new archpriest just starting out. But on the other hand, I feel like uh, most competent people would already have a party, you know? If somebody's looking for a party, then uh, it's not unreasonable to think that there must be something wrong, either with them or the party they were in prior. Okay, so I think I understand why uh, why things are going the way they are. You know, Aqua's lying and making up these testimonials for their recruitment poster. And she's also restricting people to advanced classes. Which is to say, you know, classes similar to her own in that not just anybody can become them. You know, that's, uh... There's something to be said for that, you know. Cosmo's right in that they're likely shooting too high. So here we have Megumin, an arch wizard. And on the one hand, you know, that all sounds impressive, but, uh... If she's stooping to join this party, like I said, you know, surely there must be a downside that's not being advertised. I mean, I guess the first thing is, she just talks kinda weird, you know? Like, that's a minor thing if you can just, you know, have a reliable companion, but, uh... So this is something interesting, too. Megaman is what you would call a crimson demon. And... I don't know. Like, as I understand it, they're not actually demons. You know, they're just, uh... People, I guess, with aptitude for magic. Yeah, you know, Megaman really is in a dire state if she hasn't eaten in three days. You know, I feel like, uh... Kazuma should recognize here that maybe not everything is as it seems if she is allegedly this highly powerful mage but is so short on money she can't afford to eat and doesn't have a party. Not to mention the lie about the stupid eye patch. I mean, I feel like this is why, in part, people aren't willing to put up with her. You know, honestly, I find it weird that Kazuma's taking this attitude with Megaman when, uh... You know, she's new here. She just showed up. I feel like if there's anybody he should be haranguing normally, it would be Aqua. I guess if only to establish a pecking order. You know, it's the facial expressions that really do it for me in Konosuba. You know, she's saying like, hey, my parents' names are normal. And then she lists something utterly insane. And you know, they're just sort of 
stare at her, as is befitting. So once again, it seems Aqua and Kazuma are both missing the forest for the trees here. You know, they're reading her card, and she is an archwizard, she does have this high magical aptitude, she can use explosion magic, but I feel like uh, her drawback would also be evident by looking at the card. You know, without wishing to spoil for anybody new here. So I guess, naturally, Cosmo was stupid enough to allow Megaman to join them, meaning, uh... I guess they can resume the quest to kill the giant toads. And, knowing what Megaman's capable of, it wouldn't be a bad idea to sort of group all the toads together. But, uh... I don't know. Cosmo seems reticent, you know. I guess it makes sense for him to fight the toads one-on-one. -on -one. Or one at a time, rather, seeing as how they have the numbers. Uh, he also seems to be under the impression that maybe Aqua will be useful here. Yeah, now this is interesting. Kazma, he's just sort of, um... Maybe he's not lying, but he's just sort of saying like, you know, Aqua, she's kind of stupid. Cut her some slack when she refers to herself as a goddess. And I guess that's probably the best approach here. Yeah, you know, that's about par for the course. Despite this awesome magical attack, that has this big lengthy explanation, the frog just sort of picks her up and eats her. And you know, considering that Megaman does the sort of same thing, giving this big ominous chant, I feel like it's not strictly necessary for explosion magic, you know, this is just something she sort of does for fun. You know, maybe casting the spell wouldn't take so long if you just sort of got to the point. Now that said, I think the animation is uh, rather quite nice for explosion. You know, I've always got a soft spot for stuff like this, big extravagant magic attacks and how nicely they're animated. The only thing, really, I feel they could have added is, uh, like a nifty little runic circle or something. So, I mean, that said, you know, we don't know what happened to the frog, presumably vaporized in the explosion. But, uh, yep, there we have it. You know, one and done. As it turns out, explosion magic takes a lot of stamina. And Megaman has uh, just enough for one. Now, I don't know how much uh, Megaman actually gets into it here, but she makes it quite clear that she could be capable of uh, all forms of other magic, but she stubbornly refuses to learn anything else that might be useful. You know, even if other spells wouldn't tire her out in quite the same way. 
You know, at least not in one go like that. I mean, I'm just sort of going off memory of watching Konosuba the first time, but I don't think she uh, really went into such detail about her refusal to do anything other than explosion magic. I'll take it back. I guess uh, here we go, you know. You're banned from using explosion magic unless we're really in a pinch. And now she makes the admission, you know, that's all I can do. And, uh, I mean, she says can't use other types of magic, but that's not the full truth. It's can't and won't. Oh boy, here we go with the party trick skills. Those are obviously the uh, the most important things Aqua could probably do with her skill points. Alright, there we go. Yeah, no. Nothing but explosion magic. Even if it's only one per day, that's it. And you know, I think uh, the appropriate response here would be... Uh, Dumping her in the stream and finding a new party member. Of course. Of course Aqua likes the idea of this, even though it's uh, really antithetical to being a good party member. You know, the, the big thing that really everybody but Cosmo's forgetting here is that if you're part of a party... Uh, your skills sort of have to benefit the party. Oh, poor Cosma. You know, at least he tried. I mean, I guess Megaman's making, uh, kind of a good deal here, you know. You don't have to pay me anything so long as I can stay in the party. But, uh... I think he correctly intuits that that is a Faustian bargain. Yeah... Poor Cosma. And unfortunately, I think uh, things are really only going to get worse for him as things go on. Okay, so here we go. I guess things are a little bit different, you know. Everybody assuming that Cosma's abandoning this girl after, uh doing things. You know, they, they assume that uh, the slime features in it. Man. You know, the more I think about it, Cosmo uh, really got a raw deal being reincarnated. Although it is important to remember, you know, this is uh, essentially... All a result of him being uh, vindictive. 
Had he not been quite so vindictive with Aqua, you know, he could be living on top of the world right now. But, you know, despite uh, how crappy things are, there is a silver lining, you know. They did complete the quest, he gained experience and levels, he got paid. And uh, I feel like if Cosmo were really smart here, he could, uh, you know, he could adjust the math a little bit to benefit himself, you know. It's interesting, because he's sort of of average intelligence as described by his card. I feel like if he just uh, went with the flow a little bit, you know, he could sort of swing things to his favor. Yeah, there really are no good quests. And it's unfortunate that... Uh, the caliber of party members matches the quests, you know. No good options. I mean, at least, uh, when taken at face value, this woman here is, uh, rather remarkable. You know, nice armor, a sword. Yeah, so Kazma, he still hasn't learned his lesson, you know. He's falling for the beautiful exterior, but he doesn't realize what sort of consequences his actions will have. You know, thinking about it, of all the names of the party members, Darkness is probably the weirdest of the bunch. And I'm wondering uh, why precisely that's her name. It's also notable that uh, desperation is not a good look.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.